0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to Oscar Poker. This is Sasha Stone with awardsdaily.com.
1: And this is Jeffrey Wells of Hollywood Elsewhere coming from Connecticut.
0: Connecticut. And um, I'm not that's where you. I am. I am at an undisclosed location. Uh, <laughs> okay. In the Witness Protection, Witness Protection Program. Um, <laughs> so before we start, I just want to do a little housekeeping. We are going to be putting at least part of this podcast behind a paywall pretty soon. We're going to be uh, offering maybe a 30-minute sampling, and then the rest of it will be behind the paywall. And we're also going to be offering extra um, episodes.
1: Extra content that I'm going to to generate. Is that what you're referring to?
0: Yeah. You want to explain what that'll be?
1: Well, basically, I'm going to do three things a week on, on top of my daily labors, which occupy about 10 to 12 hours of my life each day or 8 to 10 hours, or whatever. And basically, the three ideas, they're all uh, verbal, they're all vocal, and it's... Um, one is... Uh, the uh, the idea is to uh, kind of do a, um, uh, a, a... a a. Sasha suggested this last night. It's called Wells Film School. <laughs> and basically, or HE Film School, if mm-hmm. you will. And the idea is to uh, kind of uh, do a, a, a separate podcast uh, on a on a weekly basis in which I get into this or that classic film. That means anything from the 30s to the aughts or even the teens. I think the classic cinema stopped happening pretty much in the mid-20 teens. But the idea is to basically do do a, a kind of a deep dish uh, exploration of a, of a really good film that many people have seen and regard probably with some affection or admiration Mm -hmm. and the idea is to kind of dive into that because i have a very uh rich and 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 reflective knowledge of all the films i've been doing this for god knows 40 something years so that's that's one and then the idea there's also a, a podcast in which i'll talk about Hollywood journalism stories uh, uh, my, my the adventures in journalism uh, beginning in the early 80s, late 70s early 80s and extending right through the uh, the horrific uh, current cir- circumstances um, in 2023. So that's actually quite a lot of material, 40 years worth of material. And the third thing is to do a kind of life lessons, anecdotal chapters from decades of living on planet Earth, it's pretty much, which can be anything, but there's obviously many, many stories and and and, and episodes uh, that I can pass along on a kind of weekly basis. So th- this is easy stuff that I could Recite and 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 you know provide deliver um, Without even thinking about it. I just never have gone in this route, but I but it seems like a pretty appealing uh, uh, You know three-headed attraction as far as um, Paywall stuff. So that's it
0: and we're just gonna bottom line this for you Basically, what's happening is Jeff has been providing free content for readers um, To attack him viciously in the comments every single day and every day <laughs> every day and and yeah. you know uh, an entire industry that has attempted to destroy him financially um to destroy his credibility to destroy his business and for 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 like not really any reason that anybody can really say it's like jeff is mildly offensive at times that's about it that's all you can say about him and yet his entire they've been trying to unperson him for years and they can't shut him up so here's the thing he he is um in need of a financial rescue, actually, at the moment to keep his business going and to stay, you know, and to survive. he's. Um, there's That's all- pretty much it.
1: And although I, I, I flinch at the term rescue, um, uh, financial augmentation, I, I just don't think I'm uh, in, the, in the waters off that sinking Titanic, uh, freezing to death from uh, hypothermia. I'm,
0: yeah.
1: uh, I, it's not quite that ar- arduous or that. Uh, difficult. He's uh, not saying death, it's but... not
0: exactly that dire. He's just, un- he's just in a situation where he's struggling and no one wants to be struggling at any What's age, it? let alone at mm. our age well, where we are now right. in life. And, um, right. and so anyway, we're, we're thinking, why are we offering all this, you know, content for free? It's not really fair that, and, and, you know, obviously it's taking a huge risk to put up a paywall for a lot of it. Um, we love offering mm-hmm. content for free, and we would keep doing it if, if it was possible. But Jeff's trying to find any area where he can make a little extra cash. And so you can help us by becoming, uh, not us, him exclusively, um, by becoming a founding member, which is about 200 bucks, and it's a lot. But it's a way to support him and his business. And if you like this podcast and you want it to keep going, that's one way. Um, and then, or you can become a annual subscriber, at seventy dollars, which is a steal for all this content. Seventy bucks a year is a real steal, or seven dollars yeah. a month, and you can pull out whenever you decide that we've just but, become too much to deal with and we're too annoying, and forget it. I'm not <laughs> giving you my money. Mm-hmm. So those are yep, the options. It mm-hmm. So that's it.
1: Yeah, it's pretty pretty simple. And is every single other person on the web every person with a site every person with a youtube channel are they all asking for money everybody asks for money it's just the way yeah, it is right and i don't know what to what the solution is that you have to pick and choose you have to decide where is the real content where is the content that i think is actually going to uh, wake me up or or uh, prod or provoke or make me think think a little deeper or maybe make me argue my own position a little harder, but something that's not going to just lie there and kind of blandly you know, assess the, 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 the issues the, and the currents of the day. It has to be more than that. And I think that Sasha and I have been doing that very steadily and very reliably over the years. I think that we are among the few that you really do want to have in your feed. And um, if you don't agree with that, that's okay. But if you do, I hope you do. It, 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 it's a worthwhile thing. So, and we're we're
0: we're, we're not we're not you know naive enough or unaware enough to understand that a lot of people listen to this uh, with hostility, rage, mm-hmm. and the potential for Shonda and Freud to find something bad that they can mock and tease. We know that both of us do. We're both wildly hated online. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but we also know that we have readers because I get letters of so the people who really appreciate it and appreciate honesty and like Mm -hmm. our vibe and really enjoy our podcast so this is a way to show it if you want us to keep going and yes we know everybody times are tough and and uh, money is is scarce and it's hard to know what to pay for and what not to pay for and um and and, and, i'm not saying
1: times aren't tough that they are but we're not exactly in a in a depression or a recession
0: Right. It's but I, I like, will say this. Like I'll, I'll oh my offer.
1: god, we can't we can't afford to buy anything. We have to cut back on food. It's not on that level. I mean, you know, yeah. it's it's life is difficult no matter how you slice it, no matter how much you have. It, mm-hmm. it always seems hard. It's always arduous. It never it's never a walk in the park.
0: Well, at but, any rate, um if you do if you do are are experiencing serious financial hardship and you really can't afford it, let us know and we'll comp you for one for a subscription. So you can still hear the podcast, but we're just hoping that you're, you're going to be, you know, honest with us about that. And, and you know, and, and I will always comp people who are in really dire straits and really love our podcasts. You know, I think that's a, a fair thing to do.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. So, that's, um, well, that, that's been said. And, uh, and I will also post about these new terms and these new deals and new appeals uh, tomorrow sometime.
0: Okay. Or Monday, I should say. Yeah, we're trying to get. And now it.
1: to get into the topics of the day, because okay. yeah, we have to hurry. We're on limited uh, time. We
0: both,
1: we're on limited time. We were both enthused about Fair Play. We could talk about that briefly. That's only been on Netflix. A little while mm-hmm. and there's also the burial which i saw recently and did not hook you but you're you know it's not like you hate it but for whatever reason uh, it put you to sleep and I'll I'll, I'll I'll tell you why it probably put you to sleep because he said he kept getting messages from the burial which is by the way a jamie fox tom lee jones courtroom drama pure formula but it's very satisfying to watch but your brain was was being told over and over this is the same type of David versus Goliath, underdog versus the corporates—that you've seen quite a few times, dozens uh, of times—and so you couldn't feel engaged because it's doing the same thing that you've seen done, and it's very, yeah. very pro- uh, formulaic. I think and that I—I I, uh, I,
0: I think for me the reason I can, is because the the compl- the case is so complex that it's hard to. For instance, the verdict, the Paul Newman movie, is really easy to get right. Uh, the same thing. But it, but it's the not thing. the same thing because it's much more dramatic if a, um, if a person died and they're going up against this huge company and, and there's something there's there's stakes in the verdict. Right. There weren't really high stakes in this. And, and that's the problem. But at the same time, well, I, you
1: didn't see the end. they They do show that the that this large corporation was exploiting people of limited income, primarily people of color. By uh, overcharging them and, yeah. and being really rancid in their in their dealings with by by having a, a church organization uh, ally with them, right? It's but but the the thing it's, that it's, wins the case.
0: But it's top heavy with uh, a lot of detail and a lot of stuff that you can't really wrap and your mind around.
1: A great a great uh, Jamie Fox performance. It's the best leading performance he i mean he hasn't really been a lead he's been more of a co-star or you know but it's the best leading performance he's given since ray yeah. which is goes back to what uh, 16 17 years i mean it's really something it's a lot of fun and i now agree
0: the, yeah i think he should be up for best actor personally i thought he was great um yeah. in it so far one of the best performances i've seen this year is jamie fox and that
1: but, but if you want to do a race thing you're going to say well uh, um, you know, um, uh, the, the, you've got basically, uh, uh yeah, I know. American fiction, uh, which is, uh, you know, going to be a very, uh, highly, uh, praised, uh, film when it starts to screen more liberally.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, um, what's his name from, uh, from, um, uh, oh, fuck me. Rustin. Rustin. I'm sorry. Yes. That's what I was trying to say. And he's, uh, uh, and, and but, but I don't think that's going to happen, frankly. Because I don't think the movie is good enough. The movie is just okay, you know. And I just don't see how people can get particularly excited um, about, sorry, it's it's my stupid morning brain Coleman domingo i meant to say hmm. uh, and and but it's, it's either jeffrey writer or Coleman domingo as as the men of color who are going to be best actor nominated that's what at least the the uh the gold derby folks think but i think that J- jamie fox has real energy and pizzazz and i really liked him and i you know you just like the character and uh you can feel what what's driving him you can feel the the uh, the aggression and the and the determination not to lose uh it's it's Someone you just have a good time with. I mean, there's no question about it. I liked this movie.
0: Yeah, it's it's a uh it's a reminder of how good Jamie Foxx is as an actor and how what a compelling screen oh. presence he is. And and honestly, the damage that's been done from COVID that we don't have our audiences in theaters right. seeing movies like this. Um mm-hmm. I was surprised I didn't hear a thing about it, but I really do think that he's he's quite um He's quite good in it. And let's just quickly talk about Fair Play. Mm-hmm. So Fair Play is a movie um, playing on Netflix right now directed by a female whose name right. I can't recall at the moment. It is exec produced by R- Ryan Johnson yep. and it's about a married couple. Uh,
1: well, that, no, they don't actually get married. No, no,
0: a couple that's on their way to getting married Yeah. and they work in finance. They work at some hedge uh, stock market company and
1: Played by uh, Phoebe uh, Dynavore, whom I don't really know at all, I and really Olin like Erhardt, who we do know,
0: and, they, and they're both really good. Um, and
1: but, the director is Chloe Domont, D-O-M-O-N-T. It sounds French, and she's don't, she's don't, don't really
0: a good director. However, mm-hmm. right. the, the the problem is the script. Um, the uh, the movie is a
1: well. Let's explain the basic thing. All the right, basic go ahead. Thing is. Uh, is that uh, uh, Alden Ehrenreich's character has... They're both in this kind of, you know, uh, financial uh, brokerage, uh, you know, hot, hot shot, a lot of, lot of money, a lot of uh, a lot of intense vibes. And he is under the impression, based on a rumor that she has passed along to him, that he is going to be upped in the... Uh, and, and get a, a, a very key job. Um, and he's kind of excited about it and cranked up. And they have, you know, great sex that night when they hear the rumor because it's very much of an aphrodisiac to, to, be, to have access to power. And then it turns out that she oh. is the one who gets the, the promotion. And she's pretty sharp at her job. And, you know, it's just the way the cookie crumbles. The boss of the outfit, played by Eddie Marzan, the British actor, is, uh, is a prick. but he's, uh, uh, And he's a user. You know, he's not, uh, not the, anyone you want to uh, warm up to, really. But basically, she's, uh, she's, she's got the job. And right away, almost instantly, uh, Alden Reich, even though he says, ah, congratulations, good for you, I'm happy for you, man, you know, this is wonderful, good for you, you know, go for it, and she, even though she tells him, I'm going to do what I can, and you should deserve it, to bring you up and and and, and, and strengthen your portfolio of this country because, with this company, because you're a very sharp operator, and I respect you, and the truth is, she's lying to him. The bosses don't like him that much, and Mm. he's kind of diminished his profile within the company. But she wants to help him because she's a good partner and a good person, and she's going to do what she can to elevate this guy. And right away, as soon as she gets the job, he starts to cool off and withdraw. And before you know it, they're not having sex anymore. And before you know it, he's, like, working all the time. And just he's being very polite, but he's not really, um, you know, in love with her the way he seemed to be before. He's his uh, what his uh, his his sense of, uh, he, you know, his ego has been damaged and he feels uh, like uh, he's got to do something to get out of this because he can't stand being the subordinate partner. However, it it goes completely psycho towards the end. And uh, it's it's nuts. It is nuts. And I didn't believe it either. But it is quite the spectacle. And it's like, holy shit. You know, everything falls on the floor. Glass breaks. And there's uh, there's there's stuff revealed that shouldn't have been revealed. It's really really, my God, you know. But it's it's it it doesn't bore you. How about that? I like at least say I didn't believe it, but it's not boring.
0: No, it's not. And she, the lead female, is is I think just spectacular. And of course now I realize she's British. I didn't know that about her because usually you can tell when it's a British person, but her accent was so good I couldn't tell that she was she was British. But. It does explain why so many British women get much more work here than Americans for some reason, mm-hmm. um, and I think it's down to women. I think it's down to the kind of the flat delivery that a lot of American women have, or the vocal fry when they talk. <laughs> this. Yeah. And they talk like mm-hmm. like it's just something annoying about the way American women talk, and I wish it wasn't the case. Sure. I don't think I talk like that, but I think that the- you do not,
1: you do not have a vocal fry voice. Good for you.
0: And uh, because I'm a different generation. Right. And and the the but but, you know, a lot of people on the left, they are not on the left, but a lot of people in our country uh, in in culture, they talk like this. They do up speak. They all talk like this. And when you're going to a film festival and everything ends in a question. Mm -hmm. Anyway, she doesn't have any of those things. And I think that's one of the reasons why she's so good in the part. Um, And he's really good, too. Unfortunately, he has to play like the world's dumbest written character. It's so he's, embarrassing he's, how this. He, it is
1: embarrassing. That's what it is. It's It's not like, gee, he's not the guy I really relate to. He's like embarrassing. You know, get it together, man. Try and be more than just this, you know, reactive, sullen, you know, bearded fellow. I mean, by the way, everybody in that, in that office, and that's not true, uh, but a good number of the people have that bearded kind of sexy guy look that they all wear, which is basically eight or nine or 10 days of beard stubble if you have a decent beard, and it's just, I just got bothered. He bothered the shit out of me for for that reason alone.
0: Yeah, I I think I would have liked it better if it was a more even-handed war between the two of them, like a who's afraid of Virginia Woolf. And they Mm -hmm. give the female character some flaws in that she's lying to her employers because she's not supposed to be having a relationship with this guy. Mm -hmm. In my opinion, taking the promotion that was meant for her boyfriend is kind of a mean and nasty thing to do. I wouldn't have done that.
1: You would have said, I'm not going to take the job, give it to my boyfriend instead. I would
0: have said, I would have checked with him and said, are you okay with this? But what's he
1: going to say? If he says no, he'll, he's basically a sexist. But it's, it's nice to ask.
0: It's nice to ask. It's underhanded to just take it like that, I think. But at the same time, it doesn't matter because ultimately he's such a jerk and a misogynist and a psychopath that. She he thinks up, that yeah,
1: he thinks that she somehow used her sexual uh, allure to get the job. He doesn't.
0: I, mean, I don't think he thinks that. I think he's using it as a weapon, just like he's withholding sex as a weapon. Mm-hmm. He's insulting her all the ways that he knows how to tear her down because he's he's so hurt by this, by the yeah. fact that she got the thing. Right. And actually, it would have been a much better movie if it was a brother and sister because brothers and sisters do fight like that. But mm-hmm. as the boss of my own company, awards daily, and most of my employees are men. Mm -hmm. Um, they don't treat me like that. I mean, yes, every so often I'm aware of the fact that I am female and that, you know, but for the most part, they do treat me with respect and I'm old and I've been around men. I've been working for men my whole life. And yes, I understand what misogyny is. I understand what it is to have someone, you know, use your sexuality against you and all that. I get it all, but the movie Mm -hmm. still goes so far off the rails that it becomes unbelievable. And therefore you leave the story. Mm. About two thirds of the way through and, and it never really gets you back, in my opinion.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but I um but it's, I was gonna say also that um despite uh, I, I'm sorry for, for saying that silly thing about about or- olden Aaron Reich's beard, but I hate guys who wear that look. But I think he was, <laughs> uh is probably the uh the coolest uh performance, uh or the most interesting. He's finally gotten a hold of something that's really yeah. Uh, gets your conversational, you know, bigger going. He's a fascinating, uh, asshole. In this, Absolutely.
0: And I really... He should play more villains. He was really good at that. Yeah. And both of them were really good. I just, I, I have a personal, mm-hmm. um, I don't like when women default to every guy is a rapist. Mm-hmm. Um, and every guy is an asshole and every guy wants to put you down and keep you down. And women are all victims. And I hate that. Mm-hmm. It really mm. bothers me because it, it, in my opinion, it makes women um, couch fainters, ultimately. It's like women, the only power they have is to cry rape, you know, Yeah, yeah. And, and sexual assault. And I think that's just lame. I also liked that, that actor who plays the, um, the boss. What's his name?
1: Eddie Morrison.
0: Boy, is he good, huh?
1: Yeah, he's, he's absolutely cold and brutal, but he's, he's a good actor.
0: Every, good line, every line delivery is uh, the, that guy makes the script seem like a masterpiece.
1: Yeah, because he's
0: such a good actor. Yeah. Um. So the director graduated from Tisch School of the Arts in New York uh, University mm-hmm. with a BFA degree. I had to. I figured she had to be connected because mm-hmm. she's been working in Hollywood a long time. She's directed episodes of Billions, Clarice, which was terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, Star Trek Discovery, Ballers, Suits. Um. Yeah. So she's she's been around. She knows how to direct. Directing's mm-hmm. not her problem. It's writing is her problem. Mm-hmm. Um, Not a good rider.
1: She, yeah, that's right. She didn't co-write. She just, just her thing alone. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, if we, we had her on this uh, podcast and said to her, we don't think that your script is uh, really uh, based in a kind of reality that we can invest in. We don't recognize it. We think it's exploitive. Uh, we think the guys uh, are, that, that old Eric's character is made into this cheap, stupid, ob- obnoxious, silly little man who can't uh, control himself. That I, I detect a, uh, kind of a prejudice against the against male characters in general and she would say well it's not a prejudice it's based upon uh, what i wrote there is based upon what i've seen and felt in life and i I'm, I'm not you know making this out of whole cloth i'm not inventing bizarre behaviors uh you know I, i've been around mm-hmm. so what would you say to that when she says it's not it's not uh, you know i would i would it, do it what
0: i always do now when i have to confront what what life on the left has become. I just would shrug and move on and sigh and feel sad. You know, like, I, no feel, talking to I you know. feel sad yeah. that, that this is where we've ended up. What a, what a dead end. Mm. What an what a embarrassing, you know, sad, boring dead end.
1: Yeah.
0: All women are victims, you know, really? Okay. Yeah.
1: By the way, um, I didn't know, and I would have, of course, because a movie like Fair Play would not come out to uh, 50 miles from New York. I'd have to be in the city. But apparently it was released in select theaters on the 29th of September, before the streaming began, which, by the way, uh, wasn't just yesterday. This is the 20th or 21st today, 22nd. And it's been, on, it's been streaming since October 6th. So that's, that's, you know, over two weeks.
0: Okay, and she's also from Los Angeles, born in Los Angeles, and is 36 years old, so she's a millennial, which is, you know, right. to be expected that this is very much the millennial mindset. It's not as bad as the Gen Z mm-hmm. mindset, which goes even further. Yeah. But it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's pretty much the status quo. You know, everybody sees yeah. things as a power relationship vis-a-vis gender. I, mm-hmm. I I think the movie could have been improved by giving the lead female a little more flaws. Like, what if she was a diversity hire? What if she wasn't super smart and she got in because she was a woman?
2: Mm-hmm. How
0: interesting would that have been? And then she had to prove herself. But instead, they make her this super smart, you know, woman whose only problem is she falls in love with an asshole. Yep. You know, and if only he wasn't in the way, look at how successful she could become. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, but but I don't I just don't find that very compelling. It's, it's, it's with everything on the, the, the woke ideology that infects all art. It can only mm-hmm. move in one direction. It can only have one message. Right. And that's the reversed pir- power hierarchy that the white male patriarchy is Correct. oppressive and everybody else is oppressed, period, right. the end. And how boring is that? Mm. Why even bother watching anything? Mm. Mm -hmm. Except to have your worldview confirmed. Um, Let's just do a quick thing on Killers of the Flower Moon because you talk about it so much on your website. It just opened. This is the
1: Killers of the Flower Moon weekend. If you're going to talk about it incessantly, as many people have, uh you know oh no i'm not 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 criticizing you
0: i'm just saying we should talk about it because it's a little bit weird it's the elephant in the room i'm talking about and i know you would so listeners know we understand that he's jeff is on a time limit he's got to go and i'm gonna put Mm. our long lengthy argument about politics wherein we wasted and chewed up all the minutes we would have been talking about movies by (laughs) arguing about israel and trump if you want to listen to that you can listen to that after we end this part of the but we're, we are in a rush. He's got to go. We maybe yeah. have about five or 10 more minutes. So let's just do um, yeah. Killers of the Flower Moon. So it got an A-minus cinema score, which... That's not
1: accurate from what I hear. There's something, there's something wrong about hearing A-minus, which means pretty good, but maybe some... That's what A-minus mean, yeah. means. It mean, you know, right. good, but very good, or maybe even excellent, but has a few flaws. Mm-hmm. Person after person is saying... This is not really work. I don't want to spend three and a half hours with Ernest Burkhardt, this dolt of a human being. Um, why do we why did they decide to do this? And they decided to do it because Leo wanted to play him and Leo's the star. And so Marty tailored the film to go along with what Leo wanted. Leo said, I don't want to be the, 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 the you know, Tom White, the FBI guy. I want to be a more interesting character, a flawed character, a guy with problems. And because there's more dramatic uh, material in that character, Mm. so...
0: So um, anyway, you've been reporting on on the dissenting views more so than the uh, than the the sort of group. because
1: as you know, Sasha, we all know this. They're reviewing Scorsese, the uh, the deeply admired uh, uh, auteur who's been with us for all these decades, and they're admiring his intentions. They're reviewing his intentions in wanting to to in in, in flat out exposing the horrid currents. Of, of genocide and racism that were uh, very much alive and eating this country uh, at, at its very fiber uh, back in the, 19, in the 1920s or mm-hmm. basically 100 years ago. So this is what the film has done, why everybody is kowtowing to it, because it's saying something that needs to be said and understood all all around. But when you look at the actual movie, which very few people want to do, they want to look at what's being done uh, thematically, uh, historically. Uh, Then it's not then you get into problems, and but nobody really wants to talk about that And if you do want to talk about problems, you're a little bit of a racist
0: I think it I think it scratches an itch for a lot of people that they want to see this story because they want Mm -hmm. both absolution and um, They want absolution and they want uh, to be excused and escaped from this this terrible plight this white man's burden this history of ours and i sure. think that like for instance i heard that they gave stan uh american fiction a standing ovation at Middleburg. in toronto and at Middleburg. oh no
1: in Middleburg. okay yeah
0: and now the okay. filmmaker was there of course so but it is still oh. they don't always give standing ovations but anyway you know that movie is mm. an indictment also of the good white liberals that run hollywood and but yet, it's, a they...
1: satire. it's not really a hard indictment. It's not a satire, mostly comedic. Isn't it's a idea? it's
0: a satire about cliches about white people wanting to see, yeah. um, black people in a certain light as an right. as, and it's true that they that, that, that that's pretty much the, the the way that it was for a long time. But it, things have changed mm-hmm. dramatically, and you all you have to do is look at, um, Rustin. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah. to see just how dramatically things have changed that mm. uh, and how Hollywood changed in 2020, completely changed.
2: Right,
0: It's not the same as it was back in 2009, 2010, and 11 when they had movies like Precious and The Help and that kind mm. of thing. But that's what it's about. It's about selling a version of mm. the black community that confirms that they are the downtrodden, uneducated, helpless... You know, victims, which you hear a lot yeah. on the conservative right, uh, with the, mm-hmm. a lot of black people, black conservatives, you hear that same lament over and over again. Mm-hmm. And there was actually right. a poll done in 2018 that showed that white liberals dumb down their language to talk to black people and conservatives don't. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a poll done by the Washington Post. So, okay. Um, so, anyway, American right. fiction is that, but people applaud it because it's sort of like, And I'm I'm getting this around to Killers of the Flower Moon. That's what my point is that I think there's a part of them that wants to self-flagellate, that wants to ruminate and marinate in this. We are terrible people. Mm -hmm. We did terrible things in our past. And please show us how terrible we were because this is what we deserve. We deserve to be punished for our past, which we could never make up you know and it is a terrible thing however i will say this about killers of the flower moon which i think is doing you know well enough certainly to come into the oscars with a lot of nominations probably about 12.
1: oh my god you think so okay
0: uh picture director screenplay actor supporting Mm -hmm. actress I mean, again, actress. Of the
1: aspirations, it's not the film itself. And then you the get cinematography,
0: you get score, you get editing, you get sound, you get uh, just throw everything
1: at it. You think it's just wonderful. Uh, well,
0: it's a minimum down, of 10 yeah. nominations for sure. Um, wow. Now, that's the positive. The negative I will say about it is that right now at Rotten Tomatoes, the audience score is dropping. The, the tomato meter is 92 and the audience score is about 84. Okay. Um, which shows that there is some, um, and this is just after the first two days. So uh, I think that the audience score is going to probably drop uh, at some point. I imagine it's going to rest around 70, something mm-hmm. like that. It probably won't get down to 60 like Mank did, you know?
1: I didn't know Mank was that low with regular folks, but okay. Yeah. I never paid attention to that.
0: Okay. Yeah, I, there are, mm. you know, some movies you can tell are going to have a low cinema score. You just, I mean, a low audience score. You just know they are, mm. you know. All right. All but, right. Um, but it doesn't matter because for Oscar purposes, Killers of the Flower Moon has more than stuck the landing, in my opinion, um, to, to get all the major nominations. And, and I think, I'm sorry to have to tell you, but I do think Lily Gladstone's going to ease into that. I haven't heard one person criticize her performance except you. Even people who criticize the movie, they all say she's really great in it we she's go. not
1: really great in it she's a presence that you believe in and feel for and she is you know the, the moral center of the film she's the, the the wronged woman the woman who kind of just looks at everybody you just know what she's thinking there's a lot of power in that but come on it, she hasn't been given the kind of material the kind of speeches the kind of third act Crescendo moments that you know that we associate, that we have associated for decades with with Oscar-winning performances. Mm. She hasn't been. It's strictly a symbolic thing. And, and does she do pretty well? By given the the lines, uh, the dialogue, the, the the what the movie you know has Molly uh, Burkhart do, she handles it pretty well. Yeah, she does. She's she's. I felt I felt it, and I felt that she was definitely a warranted Best Supporting Actress a uh, uh, winner when I saw, I said, she, almost certainly she's going to win. When I saw it in Cannes several months ago. I said, this is it. This is her thing. And she's going to, you know, she probably is going to win. But I think they made a mistake. I think it's a, um, it's disproportionate to call it a best actress thing. And they're just trying to push it along on the identity issue and the guilt issue alone. And it should be the best actor. If you, if you care, not that anybody does give a shit. All they care about is is identity and in, in, in symbolic uh, issues in a political woke sense, but that's what's going on. You know, I mean, she's uh, she's very good given what she's been asked to do, which isn't that much. But she's—I uh, don't think she's given the best actress performance. Certainly compared to Emma Stone in, in *Poor Things*, I haven't seen Carrie Mulligan, but certainly compared to Emma Stone, which is way, in a, in a way above and way, way more vivid, more exciting, more pal than, than than you know than Lily Lily's Lily's fine, but it's not as good it just isn't
0: well I'll push back a little bit here mm. and say that um i don't agree that uh that it should be supporting. I've always thought it should be lead because it is the central performer if 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 Marlon Brando and the Godfather is the lead then you know and, and he barely's in it um that's sh-
1: not screen time it's the, it's what he's been given to do yeah he but the, but the, the whole
0: do. thing is about um about her you know family she's the center of the movie she's not a supporting character
1: yeah but she's not playing a lead in the way that we understand all right well let
0: me just put it to you bluntly i the reason i think she's going to win is because i think she's going to be the one big win for this movie Look, I I want to tell you something. These marketing titans that market these movies, they do not mess around. They know what they're doing. They're very good at their jobs. That's why they make the kind of money that they do. Whoever is behind Killers, you know, did an incredible job of marketing this thing. It is absolutely should win awards for how well they've marketed it such that. It is too big to ignore. It's going to have to win some Oscars. I think it might win score for Robbie Ro- the, date, the late, great Robbie Robertson.
1: Yeah, because because he's the poor guy passed last summer. Yes, I, yeah. I, I could see that. And, and, see and that. she's
0: going to win Best Actress, and they're all going to stand up and cry and applaud and, oh and feel as though they've changed the world and all that. And it's going to happen, and just be prepared, because it is going to happen. I'm
1: prepared. I'm prepared. It's just that it's not a lead performance. You know it isn't. It's just. It's I just disagree symbolic. with
0: that. I've always said that, and you can find it on my Twitter. I've, after I saw the movie, I said, she's lead, you guys. She's not supporting, because uh-huh. I've always thought that I have to hold fast to that, because I believe it's true. I also think there's a tiny chance, a tiny chance, that it could go all the way to picture director, too. Oh. I do. I think, think it could. That, I, I, that at the moment, alarm. I'm predicting Barbie to win Best Picture and Christopher Nolan to win Best Director, But I think it could easily go Barbie, Greta Gerwig, and it could go Martin Scorsese, Killers of the Flower Moon. Oppenheimer is a little bit of a harder sell because it's a white guy movie, right? It doesn't have any woke thing about it. And that, to me, makes is a good thing. But I think a lot of people feel like they they need that identity to feel their sense of purpose, their collective sense of purpose.
1: I got into this life as a journalist out of love for movies and I was, it was, but I'm living in a world, you're, we're, we're both living in a world that is completely deranged in terms of the criteria that people, you know, like to celebrate things for political, cultural reasons it has nothing to do very little to do with what it used to be which is craft which is really getting your blood going which is saying that was something i, I touched i was touched by that performance they really delivered something. when beatrice Strait had her big moment getting so angry and so screaming uh, frustrated at bill holden for having an affair behind her back that was a moving moment it was about human beings and about a woman having a terrible uh interlude with her uh, piquant husband it's 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 just you know this kind of stuff is not happening anymore and it's, mm. and it's all symbolic, and it's all woke stuff, and it's just bullshit.
0: I hate it. I hate it. Sorry about that. I, I know, and, and it sorry is. Sorry about that, yeah. Well, what can you do? It is what it is now. We've raised generation. Well, how about calling it what it
1: is and stop saying, well, this is, this is looking pretty good. I think Flower uh, Moon's going to do, you know, 11, 12. We have to get tomorrow. what? What do you want me to say? I,
0: I don't know what you want me to say. Like, you I, you I know, gave up.
1: And I know that that it has spoken honestly about it they say it's boy man i don't want to spend three and a half hours going through this, slogging through this shit some people have said
0: that and a lot of people have said exactly the opposite you know that's true
1: because they're reviewing the aspirations and what the film represents in terms of recognizing past horrors and and, i don't know
0: if that's why it doesn't really matter does it people say they love it and they love it look at all the times that those holocaust movies did well at the oscars and people always said it was because the members were jewish right well, because to them it had a deeper resonance, and it it meant something more to them. And I don't know, I can't explain the mind of the woke. I mean, and I was.
1: I, I, did you um love uh uh Louis List? I did. I thought it was a brilliant film, and I have rewatched. I it.
0: loved it, but I didn't like the ending. I have to say, I thought it was oh, sappy. Okay.
1: but forget the ending of whether you mean yeah. the color the color ending, or do you mean when he starts crying about he could have saved more people? That
0: part, yes. Okay,
1: Hang on. All he right. didn't need to gild
0: the lily, man.
1: You're true it's true. That's, that's but that's, all
0: the same, it's a masterpiece. So I'm not going to yeah. say I'm not going to nitpick. It's just like yeah. Titanic. You know, yeah. has those bad scenes in it, but it's still a great movie, right? Yeah.
1: Now the now Schindler's List had a had a real uh, uh, undercurrent. I mean, it was it was a, like the best, most penetrating, most important Holocaust film that I've ever seen. Uh, I think, and at least in a, in a narrative sense, and it was uh, really quite the uh, quite the moment for Spielberg, and I and I really thought it was uh, – I mean, I've got it on Blu-ray. I must have watched it five or six times at least, if not seven. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a really powerful film. It is no – Killers of the Flower Moon doesn't come close to uh, achieving the kind of distinction and the kind of artistic intrigue and, and the – I mean, you, you know, you like Liam Neeson's character. You like hanging with him. He, you know that he's an opportunistic businessman and a, kind of, and a bit of a skunk because he'd be, you know t- – she drinks champagne with nazis but in the end he turns out to be a, a pretty decent human being and it's and it's something you really feel for you have to feel I mean, i'm I'm a human being so are you we're, we're looking for movies that kind of touch us we can relate to i didn't relate to killers of the flower moon
0: Uh oh you gotta go don't you
1: i'm just i'm just turning it off sorry
0: um sorry. i i i know you didn't relate to it here's the problem with killers of the flower moon as we've talked about now yeah. I'm not on record uh, say criticizing this movie because I have only praise for this movie, as you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's a genius and a master filmmaker and I loved Robbie Robertson's score and I thought the performances were good. I'm not saying I didn't see flaws, but ultimately I thought, at the end of it, I thought, man, that is just give him the Oscar. That was my thought when I saw the, the, the ending of that movie. I thought, just give Scorsese the Oscar. He deserves it. But here's the thing. I will tell you right now about the, if you stop typing, I'll tell you about the, um, I will tell you about the things that I thought was the biggest problem with it, which is that it's trying to do two things. It's trying to tell the story of the Osage because it had, he had to, and he was cornered into it because it would have been a shit storm otherwise. And he's trying to make a Martin Scorsese movie with Leonardo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro, and that—that's mm-hmm. the—that's the movie. The movie is the Last Hour. The movie is when the FBI shows up, and uh, and and it's about these bad guys in this lawless country. You know, it, this would have been a great movie without its its social conscience. Its social conscience gets in the way of it being. A, a, a Scorsese-esque, Wolf of Wall Street kind of masterpiece, right? Mm-hmm. And it's social conscious. But it's social conscience is also the thing that's making it do well in this season, which is ironic, because without it, he would have been just, his career would have been ruined, right? It never would have got made, first of all. Apple would never have allowed it to get made. Right. Because they are socially conscious as well. So that's, this is the price you pay for having a monopoly Mm -hmm. now of Amazon and Netflix um, and Apple. The monopoly is these guys, these Silicon Valley guys are all very much progressive on the left, aligned with the democratic party. It's fascist like, and it's one message. Mm -hmm. And so there is no getting out of it. You have to work within the confines of it as you would a religious Christian movie in the 1950s. Uh Was Ben Hur a great movie? I don't well, I know.
1: Think, I, I think it was <laughs> a, uh, a a movie that ended with the chariot race. Uh, it's a great revenge movie. And it ended with the chariot race. And then we're stuck with another 45 minutes to an hour of him kind of putting his rage aside and accepting
0: yeah, the so we're basically of
1: Jesus Christ, which is not interesting.
0: So. And we're living through another 1950s right now. Exactly the same thing where the dogma. And the religious fervor has infused all media, all art, all everything, journalism, science, everything. It's all to overtaken, just like it was in the nineteen fifties with Christianity and the Hayes Code. This is like the woke code.
1: Oh yeah, the Hayes Code began in nineteen thirty four. It did, but it it carried through Thing
0: By the end of the fifties it was over. I'm just saying like that was the climax of it. No,
1: wait, let's be honest here. Let's be frank. The Hayes Code, the loosening of these Conservative standards actually didn't loosen until Who's Afraid of Virginia Wolf in '66. That was the first. Yeah, time but that, that was got- the
0: the climax of it. I'm saying that the world that the Hayes Code and the conservative right and the post-war, post-World War II Eisenhower administration, the utopian Americana, is similar to what we're living now, which is a lot of power aligned on one side, uh, uh, on one ideology that has become oppressive. Mm -hmm. Um, in its dictates of what people can say, what they can do. We even have a McCarthyist kind of blacklist thing going. It's very similar to that Mm -hmm. time in American history, except we are headed to World War, so it's a little bit different. It's not coming out of a war. It's heading into a war. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I could go on and on about that in a different time, Mm -hmm. but just to close it out with, because you got to go. I know we're making you late. Um, The um, Killers of the Flower Moon, you have to think of as like a Ben-Hur. You have to okay. think of it on those terms, right?
1: Well, it's it's absolutely not a compelling revenge story. It does not have tension. It's basically hanging out with scumbags for two hours. And then Jesse Clemens comes in, and he sort of starts to wrap it up. You know, it takes him an hour and 26 minutes. But it's uh, it doesn't really have that great, satisfying quality when he does. We know, you know, not, you know, the, the bad guys are, are, are jailed. But, you know, it's <clears> not <throat> like uh, it's, it's not a sad. And most of all, uh, Lily doesn't have her big moment when she tells uh, Leonardo DiCaprio what a scumbag mm. he's been. Yeah. And how, there he does. She just looks at him and she touches his face and embraces him. That's a, that's not a satisfying ending. So, you know, that's, that's what I'm saying. I, I like to be emotionally satisfied. I like to feel things. This did not do it for me. It's, I'm sorry.
0: Well, I'm, I just think that at, at this point in time, we have to look at movies within the <laughs> context of the religion.
1: Forget emotional satisfaction. Well, what, what, it...
0: what, as good as they can be within the context of a religion. Like, imagine if you're in Scientology and you have to make movies. Mm-hmm. And so it's a miracle when a movie like The Holdovers, the miracle that it is, Mm-hmm. and and uh, the killer right. um the and maybe napoleon there are movies that are outside the realm of this right. but most of them are almost mm-hmm. all the movies in the oscar race are playing with are painting within the lines of this movement right. based on identity even barbie as subversive as it is it's within the confines of this religious movement because all of the movies have to be yeah or they got killed you know all right, mm-hmm. man, we got to go. If you want to listen to us scream at each other and, and you know, Jeff and I, we're, our friendship is so solid that nothing will break it. But here we are screaming at each other about politics. Well, so good
1: we're... good friends can, can can shout at each other and then uh, let it out. And that's it. You know, Yeah. So if you want to hear us
0: scream at each not other, a big problem. <laughs> you can keep listening. And, and after this, okay. but I'm going to say goodbye to Jeff now because he's got to go on All his right. little trip. All right. Enjoy. Yes.
1: Okay, you too. All Have right. a nice day.
0: Okay, bye-bye.
1: So let's just jump into, very quickly, um, the Dave Chappelle thing, which happened in Boston. Right. has not done the reading, no. but basically a, a show in Boston in which, basically, according to me, I'll just read from the Wall Street Journal uh, piece, Dave Chappelle criticized Israel's bombing of Gaza at a oh. performance in Boston in which the comedian accused the U.S. of aiding the, in the slaughter of innocent civilians. He was in a show at the TD Garden. I guess that's the same thing of what the Boston Garden used to be. I haven't been there in decades. Shafell mm-hmm. uh, first condemned the October 7th attack uh, on, in Israel by Hamas militants, but criticized what he said were war crimes in Gaza, according to people in attendance. And what I have written in response is this. And, you know, please join uh, please re- rebuff or argue if you have compassionate feelings about the current plight of God knows how many tens of thousands of Gaza residents and the likelihood that many of them will be killed when his Israeli troops finally invade, which is imminent. If you recognize the number of hardcore Hamas cadres who murdered 1400 Jews on October 7th and who absolutely have to pay the price for this genocide, when you allow that these fanatics almost certainly represent a modest fraction of the total Gaza population, there has to be some way of saying don't slaughter innocent Gaza residents (laughs) without sounding like an anti-Semite. There has to be some way to do this. Uh, My last paragraph, this is apparently... I say apparently because I didn't hear the show and I haven't seen it tape. Apparently what Dave Chappelle tried to say in Boston the other night, but is being attacked for anti-Semitism regardless. No. So that, that's what's going on. So what's your take on that?
0: My take is that, you know, I, I truly don't give a shit anymore. I mean, I, I don't care. People say their opinions. It doesn't matter to me. I mean, you got to look at the bigger picture here. Right? We're going through two wars right now where um, social media... And, and every single person and their uncle have a, have an opportunity to speak their mind, which we've never had in all of human history. There was not this. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine during World War? Don't bomb Germany. What about all those innocent Germans? How can you do that? They're not Hitler. They're not responsible for Hitler being in charge. How can you kill all those people? Do you know how many people died in World War II fighting the Nazis? I mean, You mean how
1: many people were bombed to death? How many innocent us, civilians,
0: not just us, fighting? The Nazis. Fighting the Nazis and the Japanese, I might add. So what yeah. I'm saying is my point here is that we never had the opportunity for everybody and their brother and their uncle to, you know, spew their opinions online and form coalitions in March. We're, we're living through an unprecedented time in American history that most people don't even realize or think about. And that is since the year 2000, with the rise of social media and the ability for Mm -hmm. people to connect, we've had unprecedented amounts of uprisings from the public. Now, people like you who watch MSNBC would only see January 6th as the only major uprising against the government and an insurrection or whatever, blah, blah, blah. But Mm -hmm. you have to look at... The WTO protests in 2000. You have to look at the storming of the Capitol in Michigan and Wisconsin. You have to look at Black Lives Matter. You have to look at the Women's March. You have to look at the anti-Muslim ban march when Trump got elected. Mm -hmm. The violent protests throughout the land of that. Have we ever had that in American history? No. Why? Mm -hmm. Because social media has allowed people to align in rage and fury in a way like humans have never before. So we're living... and, And... Summer of 2020 was just a prelude of what's going to happen if power is taken away from the left. You see how these people are, and they were never punished. There were no consequences. They were encouraged, they were funded, Mm. and they were supported. And January 6th, they're the only people, the only protesters who have been called terrorists, that a war has been uh, waged upon them because they've been Dehumanized and feared yeah. and demonized for 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 years now. So I, I would say I this: I don't want to get a into bunch. a January Six thing. I just want to say, moving okay. on from there, now we have these two wars where people are taking a side, and we once again have the opportunity to watch these idiot students at Harvard and all these other places I agree gathering for their opinions. Dave Chappelle, I don't care what he thinks. I don't care what anybody thinks. Like, so what? <laughs> you know, you're not making well, policy. You can pressure uh, Biden if you want. But that's about it, man. And we
1: all have a conversation, and the conversation takes shape and sometimes does influence uh, uh, the way people think and ultimately the way policy. I mean, the conversation matters. It does. I mean, the conversation about the Vietnam War, starting in 68, 69, and particularly 70, when the mass mobilizations, that was a conversation that influenced the shape of things. That was
0: a different thing. That was, a, that was more like what we're seeing in Russia against Ukraine. That wasn't, first of all, Russia, that, that Biden compared Russia to the Middle East is, you know, unconscionable to me because Russia was a war that could have been stopped with negotiations. But the truth is Obama, Biden and Hillary Clinton, that coalition of politicians want to end putin they want to take him out the way they took out saddam hussein and they use this war as a way to do that and unfortunately it's backfiring on them mm. the truth is they could they want to de- they knew that they could have stopped the invasion
1: what you mean is they should have given up uh, the southeastern portion of ukraine and just uh, let they Russia should have done
0: it. what putin wanted which was not to allow ukraine into nato
1: well, that's, that's something that they should have thought about. You're completely right about okay, that.
0: Okay, then. So that's different from avenging. I, I heard a story the other day where two parents were huddled in a shelter hiding from Hamas with two, two twin babies they were trying right. to feed. And the babies were crying because they were hungry, and the parents were trying to keep them quiet. Mm-hmm. And the mother, in desperation, snuck out to get food for the baby, to get a bottle. She looked mm-hmm. around. She didn't see any soldiers. So Mm -hmm. she took a chance and they got her, they raped her. And when her husband came out to try to find her, they shot him to death. And then they left the babies to cry for two days. Now that's a level of monstrosity that you don't see in a regular war, as horrible as they are, even Vietnam, which was awful, as awful as any of us have ever known. But this is a whole different level. This was Dehumanizing. This was barbaric. This was savage. This was out of a different century.
1: Have you ever read the particulars about what actually happened at the mi Lai massacre? It's not that far off.
0: Well, they didn't rape the women, though.
1: I don't know what they did sexually speaking, but it was it was ghastly.
0: No, it was. I'm not a pro Vietnam. Believe me, I'm. I think that the people protesting it were absolutely on the right side of history. But remember. They were doing that long after the war started. They were at the Ukraine level now where Mm -hmm. it was just going on and on and on. And it was an ideological war, one that our country was stupidly fighting because it was against communism. And they're going to do the same thing with Trump and MAGA that they did with communism. They're gonna to try to blot it out the same way that they're trying to do that. You can't... I'm
1: totally in favor of Trump being blotted out. You can't, That's, okay, really yeah, yay, democracy. yay, democracy,
0: yay, democracy. We stand up for democracy. I wouldn't be
1: shed a single tear if someone were to kill him.
0: Yay, democracy. The Democrats okay. stand for democracy, don't they? He's a fucking
1: they? monster. He is it
0: doesn't matter monster. that the people wanna vote for him and that he's beating Biden and the worst president in our history no, in the polls. It does polls.
1: matter, unfortunately.
0: No, it doesn't, because you guys are authoritarian totalitarians. You don't believe in democracy. You believe in your way or the highway, just like those are protesters. Are you kidding me? Trump is an emblem of democracy? Oh, what is democracy? On. The people want him to rep. You don't might like not like him, but they are voting for him to represent them. That's democracy. Yes. Sorry. You can't just purge or put in concentration camps or exile half the country. No matter how much you want to do that, you can't. That's not democracy. You understand? Yeah okay
1: but they're still morons and they're idiots and they're, there are let's, things put let's put them in gulags let's put them in gulags
0: then jeff let's put them in gulags let's do that let's do that let's no, make think, our I utopia that's, pure that's, and righteous I don't, I
1: don't agree that you should put people in gulags and okay, punish then. them
0: well then um, sorry democracy is your best bet and you got to live with it
1: you think that the forces that, that are behind trump are in favor of
0: democracy I think that he tried to overturn
1: democracy. No,
0: he did not tried it, to overturn he didn't do that. He didn't try to that. That's I, look, I can't argue with MSNBC. There's I can't do it.
1: Prosecutions. It's not it's not a, it's not contested. He tried to
0: overturn the election. He tried to invalidate it. That is not true. Come on. OK, look, believe what you want. I don't care. I really don't care. Take him out then. Don't spend 60 million dollars pushing MAGA candidates and then turn around and say that they're a threat to Who's, democracy. Who are the
1: MAGA candidates That's the what question. the
0: Democrats did in the midterms in 2022. They spent $60 million funding the MAGA candidates so that they could beat them at the election. So give me a break, fucking hypocrites.
1: The MAGA, election. They, they, they they felt it was good to have MAGA candidates because, because they couldn't because...
0: beat the regular respectable quote-unquote Republicans. huh. They couldn't beat them. So they funded... Well, I, re- I happen to
1: think that that moderate, uh, classic Republicans are are
0: Well, are, tell are that okay to the people. Democratic okay Party people. then because they need this threat to keep people like you Voting that
1: calling me people like me. That's really not fair I know that you're going crazy whenever you say that I look that I watch MSNBC M- and lean on that Well, it, it well because what bothers
0: me about people on the left and and why I couldn't be on that anymore and I'm is not because, on the
1: left anymore. Not not the well. Way okay, the, 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 the people who who anything. have
0: this trump derangement syndrome the thing that bothers me about okay. it is there, there I do is have trump no Yes, there right. is no critical thinking allowed. There's only one one narrative and you adhere to it at all costs. And I understand that, that's fine. I get it. It's a survival thing. But what I'm talking about here in terms of this war, let's let's bring it back to the war away from Trump because it's just too much of a hard topic to talk about, is that Dave Chappelle has an opinion. Fine. I don't think anybody who is supporting Israel is supporting slaughtering innocent Palestinians. I think that people who are supporting Israel are trying to say that they're not committing war crimes and they're not committing genocide and they're not committing ethnic cleansing. And those are all really unfair and grotesque lies because it's actually the opposite. That Hamas wants to destroy and all Arab countries, mainly the fundamentalist ones, want to destroy and obliterate Israel and Jew because they're Jewish, because they're not Muslim. So that's the opposite. Israel has a power and the money. Yes. But the ethnic cleansing and stuff, that's not true. They're angry. There's still hostages who are children over there. The truth is, Dave Chappelle, he doesn't see the, those, those kids as worthy of a violent war to rescue them. And, and you know, I personally— he, How do you know that?
1: He didn't say that. He just said that, that, we're, that our country is supporting Israel in its uh, coming uh, invasion, which will result in a, in a lot, of, lot of death. And, you know, yeah, and all, I'm, I mean, I'm not
0: here to tell him not to think that. This is America. Anybody can say whatever they want, and I'm not going to argue with anyone. I'm not going to do what the Democrats do and force everyone to agree with me. I'm not like that anymore, thank God. So everybody has a right to their opinion, and, and they can. I don't personally know the solution. I just know history, and I know that we never, in wartime, you don't sit around going, you know, oh, you know, the Germans and, you know, you don't do that. You just look at how many people died. Anybody who knows what happened in World War Two, and we're Essentially,
1: heading. it's cruel. War is cruelty and it's awful.
0: It's, it's worse than that. War is hell. War is what humans do and have done ever since the beginning. They build tribes and they fight wars and a lot of people die. And it, no matter what, they, the people, these sad little, you know, naive uh unrealistic idiots graduating college who just don't know anything about the real world Mm -hmm. are getting a wake-up call but leaders at the top you know okay Mm -hmm. do whatever you want i really don't care all i'm trying to tell you is that holding on to the moral high ground at a time like this is going to be really difficult to do because how do you measure how do you measure the right response when they're beheading babies How do you measure the right response when they're raping women and dragging them through the streets, laughing about it and putting it on social media? How do you measure the response when you know- I think
1: if there's one instance- one situation in which eye for eye and and uh, is is justified and absolutely should be adhered to is that these guys should, should suffer and be murdered. And
0: the I New think. York Times, the BBC, and the Washington Post all spread a really dangerous lie that Israel had bombed a hospital and killed 500 people. That wasn't true. That's I was true. talking. I that,
1: that, that was not true.
0: You're right. I was talking right. to my daughter yesterday mm-hmm. about it, and she was conflicted because her friends, Generation Z, are all pro-Palestine, of course, because that's what they've been raised to believe. Leave, oppressor oppressed, right. and she, her family or her boyfriend's family are all Jewish, and, and they are supporting Israel. Mm-hmm. And she said to me, "Well, they didn't have to bomb the hospital and kill 500 And I was like, "Emma, that story's not true. It's
1: not true." Yeah. The
0: New York Times has done a major disservice to the. Wait, no,
1: that that was just the first headline, and they got it wrong. Then they corrected it. They didn't correct it. it they did. Yes, they did. They, said they never that, did a uh, mea culpa. All no, indications they did not. And, and, and data and, and visual I know, but they, they, they oh
0: God, they did not take full responsibility. They, they, they well, No, they
1: In other words, they didn't apologize. It no, should have didn't. been a huge and
0: scandal and my daughter, such a big scandal that my daughter would have heard about it because it wasn't just the New York Times. It was the BBC, it was the Washington Post and it, it spread so fast And in the era of social media. You couldn't put the genie back in the bottle. Right? So that is, to me, like, how do you measure what Dave Chappelle is saying against the truth? What's the truth now? How do we even know the truth about what's actually happening? I'll tell
1: you what the truth is, and you know that this is the truth. The number, the percentage of Gaza residents who are hardcore, militant, determined to murder Israelis any way they can, that portion, I don't know how small it is, but I know it's, you know, 10%. 5%, 15%, I don't know what it is, but it's low. What about the other 85%? That's That's not,
0: that's the wrong number. You watched Bill Maher, you heard what he said. What is it? What, it's what over happened? 50% that support oh, Hamas. Oh, come on. That's over what he said. Look, you're, 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 Jeff, you're one true God. Bill Maher said it. So you have a beef? Go to him. Over 50% of yes. Gaza
1: residents are hardcore militants,
0: support Hamas as their leadership and support that. Well, no, wait. Now you're saying. And oh, not only oh, that, a lot of these students in America and all over the world also support. It, we have members in Congress right now who support Hamas who That's see right. them as a resistance, not as a terrorist organization. We're not even allowed to call them terrorists on the left. Did you know that? So, you know.
1: Well, there, there's no way to call them anything other than terrorists. Well, they so.
0: are not calling them terrorists. They, they think that they are fighting the, the good fight, just like they did in the summer of 2020. They thought they were fighting the good fight and the casualties be damned, the mm-hmm. destruction, the burn. That is what Joe Biden has ushered in to our government. That's the force we're now dealing with in this country. And it's too late to turn it around. So good luck, mm-hmm. Democrats, with what you've done. Um, it's, a, mm-hmm. it's a mess. But, but at any rate, I'm not here to tell just
1: it, All Democrats and all people on the center left, my, my crowd, and they're just completely blown it and they're complete liars. And the only pure uh, vessels of truth and honesty and openness are right.
0: No, I didn't right, say right, that. Right I'm not going to go that far. No, I'm just saying that the people I believed in, the people I thought were fighting on the right side, the people that I thought getting the story mattered and that the truth mattered and that humanity mattered and all that stupid lawn signs, that -hmm. they say, we don't believe in hate. We're all hypocrites. Okay. And so uh, I can attack them. I can't say the other side is better. I can't say that, that the Republicans are better. I can't say that Trump is better. I can't make any of those arguments. I can say that at least the Republicans aren't castrating and sterilizing children. That's where I can say that they do have the upper hand, is that at least they understand that that is barbaric to do and wrong, and the Democrats don't. So we don't have to keep going into this. We got to switch to moving. Democrats, as
1: a mass organization, all support sterile, uh, yes. um, you know, ha- having children's gender messed with
0: uh, yeah, medically and surgically. They do. Surgically. Because they Every support the one. Democratic Party. They support Joe Biden. If you vote for Joe Biden, you're voting for that, and you will vote for Joe Biden. So you will be supporting that. They, there are no dissenters voting, but
1: i will not and, and anybody with any so what look of at sanity me. in their system would not vote for that what i'm hearing
0: monster. you say in your subtext here is that all we what you want is the moral high ground and fine that's david Chappelle too just i remember that line in almost famous where he's talking to the journalist and he says just make us look cool and it's like that's mm-hmm. all that really matters on the left is just make us seem like good guys, we're the good guys, we have the moral high ground, we're the right people doing the right things, and that's where this has gotten us, man, and it, it's time for the pendulum to swing, and I don't care how it swings. I just well, it is to- swinging,
1: and I, and I welcome it. So the thing is, I really cherish and value the, uh, the, the uh, take on the culture right now. I, I completely agree with everything you say about the insanity of the left, but you, you muck it up. When you embrace or i don't that care Jeff. at this be, point be, i don't you, care you cannot let you when you're talking about levels of de- the no no, no i can't have this fucking...
0: conversation with you because look we're talking about this war that is killing and brutalizing people and babies and children and rapes of women and beheading babies we're talking about uh, sterilizing castrating and amputating the breasts off of young girls I cannot put Trump just great, in any way, shape or form on the level of these horrors. He is a, he is whatever he is, but he's nothing like these situations mm-hmm. over here. Nothing like, and you have to be able to mm-hmm. tell the difference. I'm not saying you should vote for him, but I am saying get your fucking perspective in order because these things are not the same. A guy who's offensive, who mocks disabled reporters, who who says Uh things and is pissy and is classless is not the same as beheading babies. It's not the same as castrating and making young men have to be eunuchs for their entire life. These things Mm -hmm. are not the same. Anyway, we have to pivot, and I might have to cut all this out because it's just too much. I don't this know. Who's, who's going to pay necessary. for this? This is vital. Who's yeah, going to pay you know, for this, Jeff? What? You know what I'm going to do is I'm going to put it's this... What's
1: listenable and what's, what gets your blood going. You know, what do you want to do? Put people to sleep and just say, oh, yes, the burial is a nice film. It's formulaic. All right. Well, listeners, like to... I'm, I'm
0: just telling you, listeners, I, I offered to cut this out. So if you're still listening, then um, <laughs> it's not it's my wild, fault. Sasha. Sasha. You just, you just got to
1: divest yourself from any Sympathies or loyalties to that fucking I will
0: not have this conversation at the same level as if you want me to keep going Beheading babies raping women dragging them through the streets with their bloody crotches and 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 what the Democrats are doing
1: beyond comprehension What happened
0: and what about that George Floyd story? Okay, so I I can't I have no patience for people who have Trump derangement syndrome to me That tells me you are out of touch You're not living in the real world. And I'm not saying you should like him or support him or even vote for him. But talking about him in this this level of hysteria is unseemly at this point, considering what we're living through right now. It's unseemly. And this is the ruin, the ruination of the Democratic Party right here, because this is what's going to bring you down this this distorted
1: well the, there's the insanity on the left sasha is it's not just rampant. that it's
0: this delusion about trump he's the guy on the apprentice he's the guy who was in he is not this evil supervillain that you've turned him into i'm not saying he's nice i've turned him into yeah I've no the media him. turned him into it they created this character and even john stewart they, said they it think that he's been indicted for it's fiction oh. Look, there are two there are two kinds of people in this country. The people who think the indictments are legit and the people who know oh, they aren't. Okay. The,
1: the indictments are not legit. They're That's not. It. It's
0: political. Yeah. It's banana republic stuff. Okay. Everybody knows it, Jeff. It's just the Democrats don't and they're isolated little bubble. Even the American public know it. By a majority Trying to
1: undermine and overturn the election. That is not Beltro what he's being charged. It was not. Political he's being
0: charged with Chicky tack happened. He's being Did charged.
1: You, do you want me to pay the, the tape of him telling he wants Brad Rattenberg to give him 11,000 votes. Come no, on. because
0: as he with as with everything you guys on the left and I was one of them too, is you believe because you're living in Salem in 1692. I'm not living in that Salem. you understand intent and that you know what he meant by. Right. And that's where you get Find into problems. Some
1: extra vote so I can take the, uh, that take is the-
0: not what he was saying. That's exactly what he saying. No, it isn't. Put it in front of a judge.
1: Oh God. All right. Well, and I besides guess
0: guess- we have this thing in America called freedom of speech. And even if he was saying that, that's still not illegal, and it's still not worth indicting a former president over, in my opinion. Oh, the,
1: that's right, because he's a former president. We have to show him respect.
0: If we, wanna, yeah, if we want to, yeah, if we care about the voters that voted for him, yes. If he did something wrong, if he really broke the law.
1: Let's we, definitely slap him on the wrist. I, I agree with you. If no,
0: no, sense. but let's just turn about his fair play. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Turn about as fair play. When they start indicting the Bidens, when, these, when this thing turns around and the Republicans have the power, They're going to show you guys no mercy. Hunter
1: Biden for being a bad drug. No, for being corrupt and taking bribes. That's when justice will truly. Yeah, taking
0: bribes from the Ukraine government, man.
1: Absolutely. Well, this is. You know, it's called it's called boilerplate standard. Taking
0: bribes from a country that we're now sending billions of dollars to. Oh
1: God! And that's why we're fighting because of the back channel of bribes and. And you can't tell me that if the
0: shoe was on the other foot and this was a trump that you wouldn't be fully on board the exact same thing and you know it
1: no i don't want to see the the, a brutal uh attempt you give the biden's
0: every benefit of the doubt and no i don't i
1: don't think he's i I wish he wasn't running no it's both joe biden
0: and hunter biden who are in this corrupt scheme with ukraine and it's obvious but the republicans are so lame that they can't get any power to, to do anything about it. The Democrats have shown, to me at least, now that they have all this power, what they do with it. And right. that makes me nervous, because look at what they're doing. They've turned this country into a totalitarian nightmare because they have power for the first time in my lifetime. And look at what they're doing with it. Four indictments against Trump, come on. If they were serious, it would be one indictment, about overturning the election they would be very serious about it but they're not they're ticky-tacking their way classified documents and contractual disputes and you know pencil there,
1: things. there are things called laws there the laws are in uh-huh place. yeah
0: and we're gonna in see what to, happens there, we have when, to be
1: a country of laws or it's chaos
0: yes i know and taking airtime. bribes from a foreign country uh that's gonna that's happen a, no that's matter what breaking a law Corrupt.
1: Corruption is par for the course. Everybody is corrupt. I don't know everybody. It's from the line from Billy Wilder film. Corruption is endemic. It's standard. Issues. All right, all
0: right, all right. Listen, listen, I didn't wake up this early to have this conversation. It's like the last thing in the world I want to do. And I'm going to cut all of this out. By the why way. because i don't like talking to you about trump it always bru- ruins my day and i don't want to hear it because you will never listen it's like talking to a brick wall no, because
1: i i believe in what we you and i believe in terms of the values in terms of the, the i know but i don't want to have this conversation
0: he is absolute beast he has no place uh, in this conversation and 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 okay yeah and and before he tried to overturn the election. You yeah. felt the exact same way about him, and what would you say was the worst thing Trump ever did? This is where you're going to back out of the conversation.
1: Siding with Putin on uh, when he when he met with him and said, uh, you know, that he's a great guy. He loves all the dictators. He loves all the uh, uh, the the tyrannical. All right. So what's ha- worse? What's worse? It relates to them. You what's worse? Two wars.
0: Two wars in this in this world and taking us to World War III, or having a conversation with Putin, which is worse?
1: Well, um, I, I don't see why we have to say yes or no. Yeah, because well. they I, I wouldn't have started
0: these it, wars right. if Trump was in power and everybody knows it. They wouldn't have invaded Ukraine because of the sloppy exit of Afghanistan, weakened the entire world order, and they all saw. You think that they would, Iran would have made such an egregious uh, deal with Hamas to cause that damage to, to break up the Saudi deal if Trump was in power? Not mm-hmm. a chance. Okay, okay. this is well, what we have with a I'm just, week. It's too later. bad we don't have
1: Trump in stolen power. Is that what you're
0: basically saying? I'm saying if you care about these wars, sure, yeah. I actually That's do that. think that Trump's next four years would have been better than Biden's because this is why it okay. would have given the Democrats a chance to regroup, to find new leadership, and to lead the country in a different direction away from the Obama coalition. And start something new I always thought that Trump Mm. would have ground the Republicans down and the party would have collapsed and the Democrats could have risen with new blood and new energy instead we're stuck holding on to the past and trying to drive something through that is dead long ago and that's why we're in this mess so at the end of the day
1: all right listen I I I don't want to argue about this uh, either I just think that I care deeply about uh what you and i agree about and i think it's absolutely well then horrific. we should just not talk it, about it trump. has nothing to do with that fucking beast it's just
0: all right but a, i can't i can't trump- i i i am allergic to trump derangement syndrome at this point i actually break out in hives when i hear people <laughs> talking like that because it, it makes me so freaked out that that they could have such a lapse of critical thinking when it comes to him because it's like You've turned this ordinary man into a god, into ordinary a superman.
1: Ordinary man, Joe Average, like a You know what Trump has? Average.
0: Here's what Trump has. Here's his superpower, <laughs> and I know because I watch <laughs> his rallies. Trump has an enormous amount of charisma, and human beings have no resistance to an enormous amount of charisma, whether it's Hitler, or Obama, or Elvis, or Taylor Swift. Mm. That charisma is a driver of leadership, and, and he is, we are primates, We are primates. We look to the alpha male. Right now we have a broken, weak, barely surviving leader, and no humans in this country, except for those idiots on the left, um, are okay with that. And it's caused chaos worldwide and in our country. We don't have a leader. And so a lot of people are looking to Trump because to them he is that alpha. He's he's,
1: He's leading. He just doesn't project a very... P- pizzazzy. I know, but uh, I'm, I'm not. Thing, you know. t- uh, it
0: doesn't matter, Jeff, because no matter what you think, uh, all this stupid rationalization by people on the left—you you see what's happening in the world. You see what's happening in our country. That's it's because, because America doesn't like a have. Very,
1: very old man doesn't mean. Doesn't because
0: America judgment. doesn't have a leader. We need a leader. We don't have one right now.
1: Someone who's more correct, charismatic, you mean, right?
0: Just a. We're primates. We need an alpha well, male. I,
1: I completely agree with you. I would prefer that someone genuinely charismatic and vigorous. And full of, you know, full of that. And good right stuff now like. on the
0: right, there's nobody that has that more than Trump. And that's why he's in the position mm-hmm. he's in. If, if it could be Ron DeSantis or somebody else, but they have to go up against him. And, and he's a once in a gen. It's like trying to go up against Obama. Wow. He's a All once right. in a generation charisma. And so once you understand that about Trump, you understand the whole thing a lot better. But it doesn't matter because the people on the left like you after we started these wars especially after the attack in Israel I am
1: not Israel, a person on the left I am Okay a centrist, but I'm saying after person, these things happen no longer a leftist they, Okay but the, just, the
0: the attack on Israel should have been a wake up call to you and to a lot of people It
1: was a, it was a horrible wake up call That should have been a
0: wake up call to to put things in pr- proper perspective and unfortunately as i can tell by talking to you you have not done that because you still seeing...
1: think that there's uh, something to be said for the people that are going to be murdered who had, or not No no uh, proper
0: perspective i mean i mean th- treating what our government has been doing for the last 7 years the democrats what they've been doing for the last 3 years fucking idiots for the last 3 years they have been chasing trump and maga and, and, and starting a war on what they call extremism in this country, saying the greatest threat is white supremacy to this country because they've lied about MAGA and said they're white supremacists and they are not. That's number one. Number two, when in 1999, when Bill Clinton was being hunted by the Republicans, the Clintons, for, for eight mm-hmm. years I watched this. Right, right. After 9-11, mm-hmm. I thought, what the fuck was our government doing impeaching a president on the eve of this terror act Uh terrorist attack and i thought the same thing in israel i thought what the fuck is our government doing Mm. pursuing and persecuting a former president let the voters decide and look at what happened now look at what's happened on their watch so to me that's the bigger crime is ignoring this problem and now the bloodshed that has resulted Because of these idiot Democrats who have been wasting our time and our tax dollars on this stupid fucking war against a grassroots movement that they can't stand and they can't stop. So fuck them. They're Mm. responsible for this. And if there's any way that we can change the regime and Biden should lose his job because of Israel, he should have lost it because of Afghanistan.
1: Because of Israel? Yes. What does he do to allow or in some way... Open the uh, hello, $6, six billion
0: dollars to Iran? First of all, $6 billion. Do you think that Iran... Do you know why is Hamas attacked Israel? Is to break up the deal between the Saudis and the Israelis. And, and that's what they did it for, right? Yeah. And, and that it's is Biden's fault. Nothing to do with fault.
1: ethnic hatred or... or that's or, Biden
0: and Obama's mm-hmm. s- sympathy and sympathizing with Iran weakening ah. that resolve and that's what's got us into this mess and I don't know what the answer is. So, look, to bring it all full circle, I'm just going to say this. None of us knows what we would do in a situation if um, if terrorists came to our country, stole and beheaded our babies, mm-hmm. dra- raped and dragged women through the streets, um burned bodies, burned babies in cribs, slaughtered babies in cribs. What do you think America would do in that situation? Do you think America they would, they would, would, they would sit there a, and hem and haw and no? Go? They would
1: organize a commensurate response with all due dispatch. What
0: is a commensurate response to beheading babies? Tell me.
1: Well, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, getting it where it hurts. Uh, g- going after them. Uh, 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 sparing no quarter and uh, and you know revenge. That's basically what's going to happen.
0: All right. Well, let's. How much? You don't even have any more time left, and we've wasted this entire no, podcast. But
1: I, but it's, but it's where our hearts and minds took us. So you just have to respect that.
2: Come, your masters of war You that build the big guns You that build the death planes You that build all the bombs You that hide behind walls you that hide behind discs, I just want you to know I can see through your masks. You that never done nothing but build to destroy, you play with my world. I get your little toy. You put a gun in my hand And you hide from my eyes And you turn and run farther When the fast bullets fly Like Judas of old You lie in D.C. A world war can be won You want me to believe But I see through your eyes And I see through your brain Like I see through the water that runs down my drain You fasten all the triggers All the others to fire Then you sit back and watch to bring children Into the world Oh, threatening my baby Unborn and unnamed You ain't worth the blood that runs in your veins How much do I know To talk out of turn You might say that I'm young You might say I'm unlearned But there's one thing I know Though I'm younger than you That even Jesus would never forgive what you do Let me ask you one question Is your money that good? Will it buy you forgiveness? Do you think that it could? I think you will find When your death takes its toll All the money you made Don't ever buy back your soul And I hope that you die And your death will come soon I follow your casket By the pale afternoon And I watch while you're lured Down to your deathbed And I stand over your grave Till I'm sure that you're dead